0: You can subscribe right now to Apology All Access. Your first month will only be a minimum donation of $5. But what does that $5 really get you? That's a good question. Let's let that be drop and I'll tell you. So with Apologia All Access, you're going to get Apologia TV. That's a 30-minute TV show. Then so you're going to get behind the scenes of that TV show, what we call the Apologia After Show, where we just sit and chat with a guest without all those pesky time restraints of network television. As an Apologia All Access member, you'll be the first to get exclusive videos sent right to your personal RSS feed. And, of course, we've begun working on Apologia Academy, where we're going to have people teach you stuff, Bible stuff, apologetic stuff, for your homeschool kids. All this and a whole lot more with Apologia All Access. Go get it, guys. Only at ApologiaRadio.com. Non-rockabotus must stop.
1: I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional. The, yeah, <laughs> I love you, <the> Delusional? <laughs> yeah.
2: Delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional, so you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh what? What?
0: Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men lauding them for their courage.
3: Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives, right? Don't go in the world and make homies, right? Disciples.
2: I yeah. got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> 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 That's a joke, pastor. Okay. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let
4: somebody say they're speaking truth when mm. they're not.
2: Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Apologia Radio. You guys can get us at ApologiaRadio.com. This is the gospel heard around the world. That's uh, Luke the Bear over to my right. What up, though? And uh, on the ones and twos in the back is, as always, King Ginger. Yes, sir. Marcus Pittman. What's up, man? What's up, man? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are good. you, man? I'm doing all I right. I wanted to just say this publicly. I think that Marcus Pittman is one of the hardest workers of anyone I've ever met yeah you guys really around yeah. the clock man he yeah. works hard I don't feel like I've worked since I've got here though yeah yeah no. you have so much more left in the tank mm-hmm. does that mean we're not working hard enough oh no
0: no no that just means you haven't paid me to work as hard <laughs> oh, as I could okay. <laughs> as I could yeah that's what it is
2: so <laughs> uh, we're back to uh. <laughs> another episode of Apologia Radio guys uh, check out past episodes at com. if you are a first time listener thank you uh, for joining us uh, we have some exciting stuff planned for this particular episode uh Luke and I are probably totally in fanboy mode right now, because uh, one of our yes. one of our favorite artists is uh, going to be joining us today on this show. I um, want to point you guys to apologyradio.com because we 've done some really, really great last episodes. I want to point you to the episode we did with Hazakim. Really, really great. The dude knows his stuff about Jesus as Mashiach, Jesus as the Messiah. Uh, we just uh, quoted a verse from John chapter 11, the famous scene with uh, Jesus at Lazarus' tomb. Um, and that's that's the story, man. Jesus bringing people from death to life. But we also are joined today in the studio by one of my favorite people. Um, he's pretty much a regular... Kind of guest host, yeah. The biggest and, nerd I know, in a sense, uh, hmm. he is a very, very big nerd, and I like that's that true. about him. And Marcus uh, hasn't hasn't met Vermont yet, though. That's true. That's true. He is a little. He's a <laughs> I want to say this. Um, if you missed it, uh, somewhere in the last couple of months of episodes, there was a show that uh the 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 that we, we did on uh what was it called? Did you get it? Uh, it was on superheroes, right? Superheroes and the superfluous. Something remember, Worldview, something, something even, like even a cool yeah. title. Okay, check out, look through the past episodes at ApologyRadio.com. Look at past episodes on the show we did on Superheroes. Let me tell you right now. You get taken to a very, very interesting place—a yes. dark place. It's, it's, it's a world of nerddom, a lonely I, I didn't place know it existed. that few people have ever experienced <laughs> yeah. um, anywhere in the world. And it's yeah. only on apology at radio. Yes. Com. and to be able to talk or your about, local comic con. Yeah, to be able to, to be—that's right, that's right—to be able to talk about superheroes <laughs> from biblical worldview. Totally, really interesting thing, uh, unusual, and it was done right here on Apology Radio. And it was done by our friend, Vocab Malone. What up in the house? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? In the house? But as
4: far as Vermont being a nerd, my fellow pastor, check it. It's true that his superhero, like, comic book knowledge and history runs deep. However, he's a one-trick pony. That's his only lane. Everything else he's, like, real limited in. So I don't know all the superhero stuff, but I have a broader knowledge base. So it depends what you want. It's what you are getting.
2: All I know is it was really good. <laughs> I wasn't on that show, but I, so I didn't get to experience it live in the studio, but yeah. I, I got to experience it. Um, yeah, you were at the airport. Yeah, I was at the airport when it happened. Yeah, it was so good. It was really good. So anyway, check it out, guys. Good stuff. Hey, uh... Let's um, let's do a quick discussion, just quickly. Can I just throw this out there before we pull Stephen and Levi on? Uh, let's do a quick discussion just about engaging the culture with the gospel and consistency. Marcus, can we just talk about this for just a second, bud? Sure. The the thing you just put, a, you just made a graph about the Planned Parenthood videos, <sighs> and you you show in the graph how. The it's actually it's not getting better in the sense of like informing people it's actually declining talk about that for a second I think
0: people's attention spans for the Planned Parenthood videos they're just kind of getting to a point of
2: yeah, and that's not what we want well, I think it's I think it's it's germane to the problem we have today in the West is that I think Christians have a very short attention span true Yeah. when it comes to like really important issues is like you know we, we, we get really fired up for a moment. We get excited. We, we talk about we can do this, we can do this, and then it starts to fall off a bit. Yeah, it's, it's, like, we, it's, like,
0: it's like, look, oh man, that's awful. Hitler is killing all those Jews. Oh, look, a squirrel. Right, a squirrel. Yeah. girl, That's exactly what... So the graph, we're going to post it on, on Facebook today, but it's just a graph of the view counts from the first video to the sixth video, and it's just a downward slope in terms of view counts. It goes from like nearly 2 million down to 200,000 views. For each video. It's sad.
3: Yeah, that is really
2: sad. Yeah. Hey, what do you think, Vocab? You're awfully quiet today, Vocab. I what's know. Up? What's up, dude? Well, oh, i just mean... cr- You usually get crazy <laughs> in Apology. Did you hear the show I was talking about you? Yeah. I yeah. said how when I'm in your studio with you, you just like, you know, you're very business and, you know, mm-mm, yeah. and you get an Apology radio and you, you let go and you, you know. Which
4: I thought was hilarious. And I, like, uh, Luke imitated me, which is always fun. And Joey <laughs> was like, I don't think I've ever had a conversation where Vocab was like that. So she didn't know what you guys were talking about, but it was fun to listen to. It's true, though. Yeah, the videos, I mean, check it, man. They seem to be getting worse, like, you know, the stopping and starting a heart and all this. Yeah. I mean, and uh, it seems as if, yeah, some of the attention is dying off, but I do see some good things happening, though, too, yeah. with this. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. But, I mean, we are, it does feel like we are at a moment of truth. You know, mm-hmm. what will we do when we seeing it plain? as for what it is and it seems like as if people for there's there's some stuff changing but it seems as if people are still willing to stay entrenched i told a guy I was talking about i said look ma'am if i was inclined to defend this point of view as you are because he was really defending the videos you know well it's a messy you know almost like the pp uh press release he was right. repeating i said if i was inclined to defend this stuff i would actually just keep my mouth shut because i'd be so ashamed mm. by what it was and just wait until kind of the smoke cleared because I, it's amazing to me. There's people actually still defending these actual videos, right? Like when it's being seen like that, but yet there are. But I don't know, man, what's going to happen? It's a sign of judgment if we don't do anything. But. Yeah.
0: And there's people that are, you know, they've kind of gotten to where they're so hard to watch. They just don't want to watch them anymore because you'll see people on Facebook that say, I just can't watch these. I just can't watch them anymore. It's like, no, you have to watch them. You have to stay angry. Yeah. You have to stay motivated, and you have to share them, and you have to keep talking about it because we have a fantastic opportunity right now to take them down, and it's not going to happen if our soldiers are already tired on the battlefield.
2: Yeah, I don't want to sort of be a Debbie Downer in the whole situation that the you know the the views are declining and the you know the traction seems to be declining with at least the videos being viewed. But I think it's something to say here is like you know uh, think about the last generation in the United States. Um, say just take 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 two two major issues. You got the issue of abortion, the destruction of you know children, be fruitful, multiply. The world says no, and you got the destruction of the human family with you know the um heralding of the goodness of uh, same-sex marriage you know those are two major issues biblical issues that go back to the garden like you know that god builds the world and when he actually puts his image in that in that world he says okay here you go this is the family become one and be fruitful multiply and so we're going at the very core of all of life okay so those are two major issues that in the last generation our nation just dropped its biblical heritage and the light of the gospel and just went right after the core of all of life, the family and children, right? But here's the thing, like that's within a generation. And, and if you look at those who advocate for the destruction of human society, who actually advocate for death and not life, they, are, they have been consistent, they have been disciplined, they have big checkbooks, um, they have a long-term view of the future. So when we think about Jesus saying, the meek shall inherit the earth, Um, there's a fantastic new movie coming out called Stonewall it's Wilson and it has to do with uh, the the, the free speech apocalypse Mm. well in that commercial that trailer for that film by Darren Doan Um, It shows Wilson at the University of uh, Idaho or Indiana, Indiana, Indiana. And in the background, you see while they're like, you know, shouting out all these things towards Wilson. You see this banner they have right and on the banner. It says the queer shall inherit the earth. And so you think about like those who hold to this position who need the grace of God. They need Jesus. They need to be forgiven and saved. Okay, they, for some reason, have a long-term vision of the future, and, like, we're losing that. Like, we, you know, and we think, like, so short-sighted, like, a year from now, two years from now, or just this Jeff, part- that's because Jesus is coming back any minute, man. Well, see, okay... Pack, pack your bags, I, I know that there's, that's the whole discussion on eschatology, but more important, like, <laughs> is just thinking about, okay, listen, they have a particular worldview... Right, Jesus says you're either with me or against me. Now they are fighting for their worldview. They're fighting for their future. They're fi- and they're investing in it. And so what I'm calling us to, and even myself to, is like consistency in thinking, consistency in and action and practice, and to say like, look, you, you have to have a long term vision of the future that actually recognizes moments like this as a gospel moment. Like this is a huge gospel moment. Like when when a video is dropped that is a woman talking about how she took scissors to cut into the face of a baby to pull the brains out um whose whose heart was still beating at one point like uh, like to sell that brain for cash like that's a huge gospel moment and it's a huge moment for us as a church to be able to say okay look like light expose the darkness scatter it and you know say something and do something now listen it's only the grace of god that's going to bring our nation out of this death and of course i know we'd all agree here because we're all reformed hardcore pipetting calvinists right We know that it's the justice of God and the wrath of God upon people when they can do these things and accept them. So in the end, it's God. We recognize that. But it's the means of grace in the gospel proclamation that God uses um, with his church. So it's the church that does that. So I don't know. It, just, it's, it does trouble me that when you showed me that graph that the views and the videos and everything else are like dropping down. But the crazy thing, like Vocab said, is actually getting worse. <laughs> like yeah, the descriptions yeah. in the video, it's like getting just more right. horrific so if anything here's just a call and an encouragement like you know keep consistent keep disciplines like trust have faith in God believe God for big things trust him for his strength and say something so um so yeah let's wrap let's wrap up and we're gonna come right back uh with Stephen the Levite I'm thrilled I'm super thrilled years for years Luke has been playing Stephen the Levite True. when he goes to the Mormon temple what's the song you play? Well,
3: I play Philadelphia, and I play the Whistleblower. So, what this it's like is? A track. This
2: is Luke's game
3: face music. I'll when, play it when we come back. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so, get ready for it. Think of Luke in his truck, banging his head, pulling up to the Mormon Temple with the windows rolled down, <laughs> playing the next song. So, get ready for it. Stephen and Levite, Vocab Malone, Luke the Bear, Marcus King Ginger, and me, Jeff Durbin. Be right back, guys. ApologiaRadio.com. dot
3: Hey, this is Drew from the Gotham Central Podcast. Tune into our show each week as Mike, Ross, and myself bring you all the latest news and reviews from your favorite DC Comics television show, Gotham. Listen in as three aspiring Reformed theologians discuss some of the best story arcs, comics, and movies in the Batman universe. You can check out the Gotham Central Podcast on iTunes, join our Facebook group called Gotham Central, and follow us on Twitter at Gotham underscore Central. We hope you tune in each week. Same bat time, same bat place. What's the the mission urban, for cats wrapped up like a turban. In the Lord's love, it's Antioch, son, you heard oh, What's going on in Philly? It's hot in this place. Woo! You rock in this space. I'm bugging off the doctrines of grace. I be that rhyme flower, uh-huh. spitting for the mind blower. Jesus, God soldier, hit you with the five solar. Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone. Glory to
2: God alone on this microphone with a righteous tone. It's not about who's illness. Come on, my sixth sense is telling me that Christ is more important. What's up, guys? Welcome illest? back. Apologia you Radio, you y'all. So, it was actually Luke that introduced me to Stephen the Levite. Actually, he pretty much introduced me initially to just the world of solid, like, hip-hop done by Christian artists. I introduced you to music that didn't suck.
3: (laughs) 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 No no comment.
2: (laughs) Jeff Jeff came from a world of techno and... Trance and techno, techno electronica. This is my thing, y'all. Yeah, I had to... I love it. Did you rock a pacifier? Uh, in my days of using drugs and alcohol, no. But I did surround myself with people who did. So you didn't partake of a pacifier, no. but many of your friends did. They were, yes, they were doing it. Yeah, All right. yeah they did. I, yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, so very excited. Uh, one of my favorite artists, uh, someone that I've listened to for a very long time. I just love them because it's quality, it's solid stuff, um, it's doctrinally stable, and and it's just awesome. So this is Stephen the Levite. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So I know we, and of course, because we're going to have Stephen the Levite in, um, we needed somebody that could help us, right? Like actually speak, you know, the proper language and do this right. So we can be culturally relevant, We can get our our street cred. So we brought Vocab Malone so that we don't make fools of ourselves. Right, not totally. Right. (laughs) Yes, for all the
4: 1990s uh, backpack rapper aficionados, Steven and I, we, we got that market covered.
2: Yeah. Hey. So. So. Um, let's. Let's get so, right. I guess we'll just best to start with. Uh, if people don't know who you are, Stephen, let's uh, introduce us to, uh, to yourself. Hold
3: on. Before you introduce yourself, I got. I got to play you a clip that is reserved for only certain people.
2: <laughs> Your beard is good. Oh, he got the beard compliment. Here you go. Okay. Because <laughs> <he has>, that's <laughs> what's up.
1: Yeah. Because he has a beard. What's up. Um. Well. yeah, I'm Stephen the Levite. Um. My real name is Daryl. Um, born in California, moved to Philly around 2002. Um, you know, I used to be a, a part of a group called Redeemed Thought, with That's who we another the name Youth One. Um, and been been spinning since I got saved in 2000. Um, actually more so doing doing Christian rap since 2001. So, um, you know, a few albums out, couple group projects. Um, and yeah, now I'm in. Uh, now I just moved to Brooklyn, New York, a couple months ago, uh, to be a part of a church plant, um, Epiphany Fellowship in Philadelphia, is planting Epiphany Church uh, here in Brooklyn in Bed Stuy. Um, so pray for us if you think about it, or hear my music, or anything like that, um, or you hear your favorite rapper. Shout out Brooklyn. Um, just think about us. So. Um, yeah, here with my wife, um, my two kids, they're five and three. Um, my wife is uh, beautiful and complimentary and amazing in all kinds of ways. Um, and she's been um, my manager for some season. And um, we're also doing um, some stuff together about marriage and sex. Um, that has been uh, really, really good and fruitful for the last couple weeks. Um, and yeah. You know, so that's that's kind of the gist, the short the short version of things. If
4: people want to hear the stuff you've been doing with your wife, how do they get a hold of it?
1: Um, so we are on pretty much all the social media platforms, uh, but um, we're uh, we're kind of calling our brand our sexual healing. Um, on Facebook and Instagram and Tumblr, you'll find it under that name. Um, on Twitter and Periscope, there's no G at the end of our sexual healing, so it's just our sexual healing, right? Because uh, because Twitter and Periscope don't have enough characters, and because so. it's
3: sexual healing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more you get your street cred that way. If you spell
4: it, the G I G.
1: Fi- I figured we'd be ethnic for you know for Twitter and Periscope, but everywhere <laughs> else we wanted to be proper. So
4: <laughs> and so that that really comes out of some of the stuff on the new album, at least. If I would put it together, it would seem like... It, the album's called Can I Be Honest? And you talk mm-hmm. about some of the types of things that you just mentioned. I mean, probably maybe six or seven of the tracks deal with yeah. deal with uh, marriage, sex, that type of stuff. I mean, can you speak on that? Because I don't think everybody... Is ready for that when they pick up the album you know what i'm saying
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i think people still aren't ready for it and i think it reflects in my record sales <laughs> oh wow um but uh yeah i mean definitely like it's definitely something that hasn't been talked about i noticed kind of like a hole in the content that we see in christian hip-hop mm-hmm. and um i would even say christian music in general there's not a lot of positive things being said about sex in in christian hip hop um and i feel like that was a problem i was I, I i didn't think about it too much before because you know when you're single you're just trying to fight lust and so when people say bad things about sex you're like yes that's right amen it's bad i'm staying away from that stuff um but after you get married you're like all right so Like what, like, is there anything that has anything good to say about sex now? Because all I'm experiencing right now is the good part of it. So who's talking about that experience? Um, So I kind of took it upon myself to write some positive things about sex and also talk about, you know, some of the drama and stuff like that, that takes place, that takes place in marriage, either because of past relationships. Or you know, uh, molestation or rape or whatever, or even just like you know, arguments in the marriage. Um, how you deal with those through the lens of the gospel. But um, I think I think um, my track "Honeymoon," which is that song that talks positively about it. Um, I think I think that song was kind of like um, I don't know. It's kind of like my favorite song on the album, the one that I want people to hear if they don't hear anything else. Uh, just because it does talk about it from a positive perspective and it talks about it, like celebrates sex in the context of marriage, which, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I don't hear too much of. So, right. Um,
4: so this yes. is Song of Solomon, 2015, Philly style, <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn style.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> He's a like,
4: yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but it's good stuff. I mean, I'm glad someone's bringing out You had a couple lines in there that are funny where you say like contrary to public opinion you know i don't rap for youth groups this is that grown mm-hmm. man rap and then you know you proceed to talk about grown man stuff so i think it's good i do think it fills a, a niche a void. i mean i am really curious to how people how they kind of are reacting to it you know i feel like if people give it a, give it a shot give it a chance especially if people are married i feel like mm-hmm. they're like okay this is beneficial i uh, you know i can listen to this while i'm going to a marriage conference i can i can do this it just seems like uh, there's some good stuff there that's untapped
1: yeah i mean and that's that's what i'm trying to do too i'm trying to because that's the thing too the other part of it is that it's not ready in the sense i mean not it but you know people christians aren't really ready for it in the sense that there's no real like perfect venue for this kind of music either so um most christian hip-hop concerts are kind of centered around youth Mm -hmm. so um you know, so if you want to do shows in Christian hip hop, you got to have that one or two youth tracks, you know, those youth group type of songs. Um, But this album didn't have that. So um, there's not a lot of like marriage conferences that are using Christian hip hop um, because there's no Christian hip hop that's geared for marriage conferences. Are you ready Um, to
4: become the go-to guy at Christian uh, marriage (laughs) conferences? Like every time Paul Tripp uh, you know, it was rocking the marriage conference. He's like, hey, contact Steve and Levi. He's going to come out here and rock some tracks. Are you ready to be that guy?
1: <laughs> that, that's what I'm trying to All be right. right now. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to... My next goal right now is to try to connect with as many marriage ministries as okay. possible um, and awesome. see how I can be a part of what they're doing. Um, just because, like I said, there's nobody else doing that. And if I don't do that, there might not be any money for me anywhere.
4: <laughs> right. Man, on the strength, so, I'm telling you, I'm not the guy, but there's somebody... That's that I think the Lord can bring you. That's almost like a broker, and that, that knows this type of stuff, and could get you connected to some right people, so you could bless people in different venues that maybe Christian hip hop hasn't went yet. I know there's, I know this would work. I just I know that the Lord would need to bring you some people and do the connections. I'm just saying I could see it. I don't. I mean, right when I heard it, I was like, man, I could see this. You Just gotta know the people. And I'm I'm telling you, man. The marriage ministries in the evangelical world i think they're actually improving i remember even 15 years ago there was a lot less good stuff a lot less uh, honest stuff it ain't perfect now but i'm just saying the landscape i think is healthier and i think there's gonna be a spot for this so we'll just keep a lookout man so look if you're married pick up the album but if you're not pick it up because you'll know what's up and there's just good hip-hop tracks on it so that's my piece <laughs>
3: Well, that's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing I've always appreciated about your music is it's it's always just real honest. Uh, even you know, like just your life and your struggles and everything. And so I've, that's something I really appreciated. And I actually, when we come back, I'm gonna play the first track from your new album, which I I love the part where you're like, "Dude, I'm I'm broke. <laughs> Give me my check. Like I need. I'm playing for water bottles and like in like a dollar bill. Like I need some money. And I I heard that and I was cracking up, man, because it's so true. Like. Uh, vocab can speak to that a little bit Um, so uh, anyways I just appreciate that I just wanted to say that so
2: well my favorite thing um, is to listen to like solid like lyrical talent and quality and like the beats and everything you got, it's all its all actually really good. Like, one yeah. of the things I mentioned was, like, Luke introduced me to good, like, hip-hop done by Christians is because one of the things that's, things that's always bugged me, man, is, I mean, I wasn't raised in a Christian home, so I wasn't raised around, like, cheesy Christian music and stuff like that. So one of the things i bugged me about becoming a Christian is like the music quality and stuff was always so terrible so poor and like I didn't even like to turn on Christian radio stations because the thing is is like I love it's about God amen like it's about God the music's about God the worship's about God it's not about me it's about God and his glory I understand that but like why do we have to have like such poor quality stuff like why Mm -hmm. is our quality dropped when like hundreds of years ago it was the christians that were like the movers and shakers when it came to like architecture and beauty and art and all these different things and music and stuff like that and science like giving you know science like it's big push but all of a sudden like in the 21st century like you know we're we're, we're, like lower quality in the world like what's with that And so I've just really appreciated that the stuff you do is really good. And there's another thing I really, really appreciate is the fact that you're Reformed. Yes, sir. And you spit, like, Reformed theology, like, in your lyrics and in your music. And I really appreciate that. And I think it's really good, dude, because when you have such high-quality music as this, you got the skill that God has given to you, and you're giving people, like, solid, meaty stuff. Like that song you just played? What was it called again? Uh, I mean, that was from Philadelphia. That was from, was from Redeemed Thought. Yeah. But, but like you talk about the five solas. Yeah. Right. And then people like that don't know, they, they start looking that up and they start trying to, you know, start getting like their theology is being fixed up while they're mm. listen you know, listening to quality stuff. So I love mm. that. And I think that you, my God's grace and, and where he's put you, I think you have a lot to do with um, reformed theology getting into particular communities that mm. otherwise maybe wouldn't do so. Mm. So I appreciate that.
4: Oh, praise God. Is it safe to say that you're sexy? I've said it before, but now I'll say it expressly. Even with weight fluctuating through pregnancy, it's hard for me to keep my hands off you when you're next to me. Secondly, is it safe to write you another song? I wasn't playing that fifth verse. is coming gone. And I got a lot more to say because it wasn't long and it was only scratching the surface saying I dug your form. Get it? At the time, I said it was digging you. <laughs> I just want, I want to write some of these lyrics. Right but That's on. some that's some lyrics from the album. So he's talking about his wife there. That's so way better
0: a, than Jerry would have done. A, so way it's
4: better. Way better than Jerry. <laughs> well,
2: we need to get we need to get vocab to sit in on every 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 show I we do. Oh plagiarized gosh, yeah. him right in front of his face. That's right. All <laughs> right, oh, <it's> funny. <laughs> all right, all right. great. All right, guys. More Stephen A. Levite when we get back. apologieradio.com
0: But in order for me to tell you the good news, I must share with you the bad. A beard can be a most magnificent thing, but it can also be the downfall of a man. An unmaintained beard prevents a face from shining. An unmaintained beard causes dry, itchy skin. An unmaintained beard is a source of beardruff. You know, like dandruff, but beardruff. An unmaintained beard is sharp and ruthless, like iron bristles. Not good for the lady friend. An unmaintained beard forfeits future growth based on the lack of preparation today. And let's not forget that an unmaintained beard robs your face from smelling amazing. Let not thy beard be thy. Downfall, Protect Your Manlyhood, an epic combination of manliness and manhood. If you are hearing this today, there is hope for your beard. Go to youcosmbeard.com and enter the code APOLOGIA and you can save some money while you save your face.
2: Enjoy. Yeah. So, we're back. Are we supposed to talk about para, Periscope? Periscope, Whoa. man. Per- what about Periscope? Per- it's, it's, per- the new, it's the new It's
0: it's the new social media craze that's taking over the world. Okay, What what's Periscope?
4: It's uh, when you have two scopes. You know, you got a pair of scopes then. I got a pair of scopes. I
2: got a pair of scopes.
4: I got a pair of scopes on my back. I, hey. I know a guy who has three. No,
0: so like Periscope <laughs> is like live, tw- like it's like live video. Okay. That's. I think Twitter owns it. So. Yeah. So you can mm-hmm. go on Periscope. You can you can check us out on Periscope at Apologia Radio. But I just want to uh, apologize because Steven just told me that you have to hold the camera vertically and not horizontally. And I'm a filmmaker, and there's no such thing as vertical video in the world of film. Yeah, because it doesn't exist. And you wanna know so all smart. the video, all the Periscope videos we've done, are, have been <laughs> upside down apparently.
3: You know what's what's really funny is you're (laughs) apologizing to the people that are watching Periscope, but they can't hear you. Nope, they can't hear me yet. No, they will. They will. If you're watching live, Marcus was just apologizing for us having it sideways. For destroying Periscope. (laughs) It's funny, Jeff, I'm going to watch for when it does it again. I was like having it on you And then all of a sudden There'd be like All these little heart flutters Kept coming up I don't know if that means People think you're cute Or I don't know what so <laughs> I I was just, It's right. probably Jeff's <laughs> wife Oh uh, okay yeah. I'll show yeah. you if it does again She
2: loves me Okay so let's, let's uh, Before we dive into Some specific questions Regarding maybe sex and marriage um, okay, I'm gonna talk about this I think this would this be There's there hearts go. There's yeah, hearts see, right? floating Yeah what's yeah, that mean People like, like me. it they yeah, like you? They right. like what you're saying. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, well Jeff. just trying to give
0: you props. Well, Jeff, Stephen the Levite, the reason we brought a Periscope is because Stephen the Levite, his seminar, a lot of it is on Periscope. Right.
2: Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right on. You missed right the on. segue. Okay. You okay. missed the
0: segue, dude. You completely, <laughs> I destroyed, you completely
2: it. Destroyed, I destroyed it. I destroyed it. Uh, we set it up, too. So, I wanted to talk, because uh, here's the thing. Listen, there, there are people who, I would say they don't... Think critically about this issue, um, and I would try to graciously, you know, talk through that with them. But they'll sort of say, "Well, like, look, hip hop was given birth and rise in in a in a contrary worldview. You have got people who are not believers, and they produce this kind of music." And they will say that about really I mean most of everything. So they'll say say, say like well this film that you watch is done by unbelievers and it doesn't have a completely Christian message. Or they'll say well this art was done by an unbeliever and so you shouldn't try to copy that or even outdo it. It's just it's 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 rooted in ungodliness. And so they'll, they'll typically, rather than thinking about taking dominion over something and really bringing it under the feet of Jesus, is they criticize like its foundations or the fact that it's not completely Christian. And so they just try to say, well, you shouldn't listen to that. You shouldn't watch that sort of a thing. You should, you should stay away from it. That's worldly. And you, you're showing you have a love for the things of the world. Let me tell you my perspective on this. I think that Wilson was right when he said, listen. It's okay for Christians to take gold from the Egyptians like the like the Israelites did. They took gold from the Egyptians. Like the Egyptians had gold. It was valuable stuff. It was good stuff. So what that they were unbelievers? So what if they weren't Christian, quote unquote Christian? Like the Israelites could take gold because it was valuable. It was good stuff. But Wilson says, just be careful to take gold from the Egyptians and don't go dumpster diving in the Egyptians' backyard. Like... And so my perspective is, like, listen, in, in history, Christians have been the movers and the shakers when it comes to, like, the art, the arts and science. I mean, again, you, we've done shows in this. You can look in the history of Christianity and you look at things like Oxford, Cambridge, you look at um, Harvard, Yale. Like, these are the, the, the institutions that were given rise by the Christian worldview. And then, like, we hand them over to the unbelievers to take control of and to just distort and wreck I, th- I think that Christ calls us to be a part of bringing everything in subjection to him. So I, I really appreciate an artist who takes a genre and t- turns it around to the glory of God. Or I appreciate seeing a show, right, that actually is maybe done by an unbeliever. It's done quality. Does it really, really well. And it actually happens to be consistent with the Christian worldview. I, I actually appreciate pointing out to the unbeliever, that's not consistent with your worldview. That's the image of God in you. And so I can appreciate gold from the Egyptians. And I think that we shouldn't go obviously dumpster diving in their backyard, but it's okay to take gold from the Egyptians and to build beautiful things out of it. Like that's, I, I think we should be doing that. We should be about that life. Is that what I say? <laughs> Well, what? <laughs> on the
4: track, Steven, I mean, you have a song that touches on some of what Jeff was saying. You want to speak on that from the Frenemies track? I mean, you kind of say some of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Frenemies was written just kind of, um you know, in reflection to, uh, of like, you know, just my early, early days in my walk, like, kind of wrestling with that same kind of dilemma. Like, Um, You know, when I first got saved, uh, I was still writing, but like there was a a point at which I determined like, look, I don't know my theology well enough to know how God feels about hip hop. So if it's not faith, it's sin. So I'm going to put it down until I figure it out. So I started studying music in the Bible um, until, I don't know, maybe a few months later, I was helping uh, with the youth group and I was teaching um, on gifts and stuff like that gifts and talents and part of the the um you know with youth group stuff they kind of get you the workbook and it has the curriculum already in it so part of the curriculum that i was supposed to be teaching on was saying like you know if god gave you a gift or a talent then you should be using it for his glory and that was all i needed i was like oh then i should be rapping so i started rapping again Mm. um And so I mean, so for me, it's that simple. I mean, obviously later on, I ran into more complex arguments about the roots of hip hop and all that kind of stuff. But um, but ultimately, a lot of those cats, I'm like, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't use those rules to to determine how godly um, playing soccer or baseball or basketball or, you know, where you got your IKEA furniture from or you know, like they, they don't think about those things in those cases. They only think about it when it comes to hip hop. Um, you know, so You talking so, about like you know, a G
4: Craig Lewis approach that goes after hip hop because of <laughs> supposed uh connections and it's and its history and all that. That's what you're referring to?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean and he wasn't the first one. I right. mean he was the he was just the first one to make money off of it (laughs) yeah he was the first one to make money off of it that's right um but you know he was he was speaking for a group of people at that time who who had been feeling that way for a while and just hadn't you know made a lot of noise about it he was he was the first one to kind of uh you know like market it and brand it and give it a name and you know, listen to demons that told him that demon that the demon's name was hip hop and stuff like that. Like he was the first one to do all that. Get my new video, oh.
4: Hip Hop Antichrist Superstar. Egyptian Roots, Volume Two Exposed.
2: <laughs>
4: nah, yeah, it, was, s- it, was, it was it was hilarious. You say some stuff about relationship to hip hop culture you say i love her then i hate her in ways she makes me greater but strays from the creator but back and forth like a dj with the fader tell her she could do better but she tells me i'm a hater she's my big sister i would never date her or maybe a babysitter and ways i'd emulate her she's a miseducated miseducated it's hard to blame her but i still love her then i hate her so you're talking a little mm-hmm. about hip hop and the relationship as far as culture goes because he talks about some of that in that frenemies track which you got a video for frenemies right yeah 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 yep. v- video with the remix so Go to Lamb Mode on the YouTube site and check out Frenemies. That's spelled F-R-I-E-N-E-M-I-E-S. And what it is is a combination of the word friend and enemy, therefore, therefore implying someone who seems to be a friend but may perhaps actually be an enemy. Thanks, yes, Vocab. Thank you, Vocab, You're for clarifying cool. that. I uh, vocab just doing my job.
3: <laughs> so, uh, so speaking of Lamb mode, we were just talking on the break. Uh, if you guys have not been to lambmode.com, Uh, I own like half their shirts and I'm actually wearing one. Oh, I'll show it to you right now if you're on Periscope. I'm wearing the Beast Mode Tour shirt and and Steven said they're on sale right now for five bucks. But seriously, they got some awesome shirts, so if you guys haven't visited their store, check it out plus all the amazing hip-hop on there as well. That
4: dude on your shirt kind of looks like you if you had jaundice and if you rapped
2: jaundice right (laughs) Uh, yes right
1: right (laughs) wow you don't know what jaundice is that's gonna fly right your liver starts to
2: fail and you turn yellow
4: (laughs) yeah because the dude on the shirts uh he's like more than high yellow he's like
3: mustard yellow
1: (laughs)
4: wow
3: purple beard unbelievable is that supposed to be you the dude with the beard
1: no no it was just supposed to be like each was supposed to kind of represent like one was supposed to kind of represent the kind of east coast and what was supposed to kind of represent like the Northwest, um, you know, the East Coast kind of representing Lambo, the Northeast kind of mm. representing, a beast, a, a right. humble beast. Right. Um, so, you know, just trying to represent the idea the two, the two, the two sides, the two labels working together to do something different. Right on.
0: So, I would have said Simpsons. I don't know how he went eh. to jaundice. I see what you saying yeah Simpsons character that's because
4: vocab is more creative that's probably it that's probably it you guys it. just got Ned Flanders on the mind that's why you said that that's yeah,
0: true <laughs> hey so uh, Stephen A why don't you talk about how what you do on Periscope let's come back to the, the failed back. the failed segue that Jeff you know messed up
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah so what is so, how does your thing work on Periscope
1: um, well, uh, like I said, me and my wife, um, we started the, the our sexual healing situation, um, you know, kind of as a continuation of the cannot be honest, um, you know, cannot be honest, kind of put out there, um, you know, a passion that we had that we had and that we had been talking about. We've been mentoring couples with our church. Um, and, you know, just helping couples, you know, walking with them through their, you know, their dating, their, their engagement process, and even, um, their marriage, like just helping couples out with their relationship and stuff like that. So, um, so the, can I be honest was kind of a product of that. And then, um, you know, our sexual healing was a continuation of that. And, um, we've been kind of, you know, big, basically just making ourselves available um you know, to whoever has you know, whoever has questions, whoever you know is willing to have those kind of conversations about sex in an honest biblical way. Um, you know, just so that we can help because we feel like because it's such a taboo topic, Um, You know, there's not a lot of people who are talking about it. They're they're stuck in bondage for some reason or another. And they haven't you know, they haven't said anything to anybody about it because they can't either relate to somebody in their church or their church doesn't make um, make sex something that they're that they culturally can talk about in a safe and open way or you know for whatever reason you know what i'm saying there's there's difficulties for them to talk about it um but you know we live in america and you know we just live in this world where it's fallen um and the the rates and the statistics for um you know child molestation or rape or things of that nature other forms of sexual trauma they're like really high so um you know so the chances of people you know specifically women Um, But even dudes being um, in some form of bondage or, you know, some being, you know, like having issues that are trauma related as it relates to sex is really high. So um, Mm -hmm. we feel like it's very necessary that that these kind of conversations are being had. Um, And so we've kind of made ourselves available for that and try to offer up as much, um, you know, honest uh, biblical wisdom as possible.
4: Yeah, I mean, on this album, you guys bring up masturbation, you bring up molestation, you bring up uh, having fights till 3am in the morning, you bring up uh, husband and wife, sex what it means in marriage, sex after the long fight, trying to have a date night, I mean, so much stuff that's like real, that's why it's good, man, because it's like, can I, can I be honest, It's uh, you're talking about the struggle, and then you're being honest about feelings about it. But ultimately, I mean, I think if people pay attention to what's going on, they can see that you're trying to apply the gospel, like you're trying to walk it out. You're just trying to live it out, man. And it's exactly. it's, it's good stuff. It's like practical stuff. And so it's not hopeless, although you know those parts where you chuckle, or be like, yeah, <laughs> I know what's up with that. And so it's just good stuff, man. I hope people pay attention to it, listen to it, and i do hope you get some marriage gigs man i'm telling you i can see that that's going to be a whole nother level right there i can just see it right now why don't you get something at roosevelt going awesome oh, marriage. oh all right. maybe i don't know okay i'll think about it why does it gotta be roosevelt what about together let we do-, do something together <laughs> together together
3: all right i was just gonna see if you were gonna like come through with what you were saying all right well yeah you know <laughs> i've never booked a marriage conference i know how to throw
4: shows i, I kind of know how to do apologetic conferences Marriage conference—that's a, a whole other level. I, yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work on that one. I gotta hone my skills. Nice. <laughs>
2: hey, hey, Stephen. Let me give you a chance to. Um, let me give you a chance to sort of respond to a challenge someone might throw you. Because so you talk about like marriage and sex, right? And so, mm-hmm. the, just the way that you're doing it, though, I think is in a righteous, godly kind of way. And I think I can recognize that. And I I don't want to just come to it with just assumptions about you and what you're doing and just start running off those assumptions because there are people that – I'll give you an an example, brother. Like um, there's a particular church in town that loves to do like series on sex. And they pay, mm-hmm. they pay for like ten thousand dollar a month billboards on the freeway with produ- provocative photos to like sort of draw mm-hmm. unbelievers in. Like we're doing a right. series on sex. Like come and listen to it. And I and I and mm-hmm. I think I think we can all see what's going on there. And I and I don't I don't see that you're doing that. But someone might say, well, Stephen, all you're doing though is you're just trying to be provocative you're just using this as an opportunity to sort of get yourself clickable and people you know watching you like is that what you're doing you're just trying to be provocative and and to just you know sort of get people to raise their eyebrows or is there something else behind it how would you respond to that challenge
1: um i think sex in and of itself is provocative so it's hard to avoid being provocative if you're talking about sex even from a biblical perspective um but that's not that's definitely not the intention even the gospel itself is provocative so Mm -hmm. um the the gospel itself is is you know controversial and um you know draws the wrong kind of attention sometimes so um i think that comes with the that comes with with the with you know it just comes with the with the deal like you know if you're going to talk about the gospel people are gonna hate you. If you're gonna talk about sex, people are gonna hate you. Or, you know, whatever. Especially if you're trying to draw non-believers, the second that they hear, no, you can't be gay and have sex, no, you can't be unmarried and have sex, they're not gonna like you anymore. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, so even if we are drawing those kind of people, like, those are the kind of cats that get blocked on Periscope, those are the kind of people that end up not liking us and unfollowing us, or, you know, whatever, so um so i think that would be kind of pointless at this point to try to draw non-believers with talks about sex and then turn them off once we start talking about it you block Um, people on periscope man look there's man pervs on Periscope. (laughs) 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 there's a bunch of them like the second you put sex in the title or the second you Uh... say um anything sex related like because i've been using the hashtags um Naked and unashamed. Oh boy. Um or like we'll we'll that do sounds a like something Let's people would put on Periscope. Or, you know, anything that has sex in it, like I had we I had one dude come in Periscope and say, Are you guys gonna demonstrate for us? Like and I was like, No. Um, you're about to get blocked. So <laughs> um so the so yeah, of course. It's gonna draw pervs. Like you can't help it. And that's um crazy. but and that's not that's not the reason we do it. We do it because it needs to be talked about. And I'll give you some theological background for that too. Okay. Um, when you look at the Bible, like, like Song of Solomon, like its all its other name is Song of Songs, and the idea there, like when we use the term King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Book of Books, the idea is that this is the book among books, this is the king among kings, this is the lord among lords, right? Solomon is saying this is the song among songs like this is the best song in the Bible. That's Mm. what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? So Mm. and it's about sex. It's about a relationship, a physical relationship between Solomon and this Shulamite woman. So if he can say that that's the most important or that's the best song in the Bible, then how come we're so ashamed to talk about sex in a positive way? You know what Mm. I'm saying? Mm. Um, And and like I said, it's throughout the Bible. You look in the Bible, you go to Genesis 1, 2, and 3, and it's right there. It's, you know, do it. Have fun. Multiply. Like, do it a lot. You know what I'm saying? Make a whole lot of babies. Mm. So, um, you know, and I think... You know i think throughout the bible you're going to see sex talked about in a positive way paul says his um you know the husband the wife is uh her body is yours and her and her and your body is his and you know you go into don't don't withhold from one another and um you know like uh you know don't don't separate unless it's for a certain time and and you guys have set the parameters because if you do um you know Satan will kind of take advantage of that so um, throughout the Bible, God is like Paul is and Solomon and um, even even David in Proverbs five is encouraging. Like you know, enjoy your wife. You know what I'm saying? Don't run out into the streets looking for something else. Enjoy what God gave you um, to the fullest because it's it's there as a provision for you. It's a gift. So take advantage of that, not in the negative way. Yeah. So yeah,
2: that's good. I think it's important because if we're gonna talk about personal holiness, if we're gonna talk about Doing sex in a way that is glorifying to God and does not take away from His, you know, good pleasure and blessings in the world. If we're gonna, if, then we need to talk about it in the church. And if we don't talk about it, in some sense, in the church. In an appropriate way In a righteous kind of way Then we're giving it over the world To teach people how to do sex And, and to do these sorts of things In a, in a way that uh, is not pleasing to God And so so is there a way for Christians To actually take dominion in a sense Over the discussion about sex and marriage Absolutely And I think, um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by the way That you're talking about it And what you're doing brother So that's exciting stuff So we'll be right back guys More with Stephen the Levite Vocab Malone The Bear The Ginger King <laughs> and me, apologyradio.com. Hi, this is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. You can get us at ApologiaRadio.com. I'm also the pastor at Apologia Church in Tempe. You can get us at ApologiaChurch.com. I want to invite you guys to join us for worship, the word, and fellowship on Sundays at 4 p.m. And that's Joy Tempe. Hey there. We are a family-integrated church, so we invite you to bring your whole family to worship with us.
3: This is Luke Pearson, the ministry bearer, also discipleship pastor at Apologia Church. Like Jeff mentioned. Mentioned, we are now meeting at a new location and time, 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoons at Arizona Community Church. That's 9325 South Rural Road in Tempe. We're meeting in the Community Center, and that is between Warner and Ray off of Rural. Again, you can reach us on them internets at apologiachurch.com. Delicious
2: beards are encouraged but not required. <laughs> Glory!
1: man a holy god not just allowing but choosing sinful men to represent him it's crazy man yeah Sometimes I feel like a hypocrite, spitting the gospel and not living it. I got the word in the spirit, it's not like I'm ill equipment. But sometimes my pride slips and I find my lips quoting the lines and scripts that makes my heart skip. Then I get hit with conviction. Lord I was tripping for What's so, the What's up, so
2: we say a lot on this show, it's not whether somebody's gonna take dominion, but who will take dominion? Not whether you will have a worldview, but which worldview will you have? Not whether people will have a God, but which God will they have. We say that a lot. And so, a long term vision of the future and a long term vision of marriage and healthy marriages, Christian marriages, solid marriages, is going to have to contain within it a discussion about these things that may just be kind of provocative. So, the question is how do you do it in a way that glorifies God and is not simply provocative? And just for the sake of being provocative, how do you do it? Because that's the discussion. I mean, listen, unbelievers, like, build up a world apart from God, right? They try to build a tower up themselves. And so you've got, when unbelievers get a hold of sexuality, they build websites that produce billions of dollars in income, exploiting human beings by treating them like they're animals, Um, Sex without commitment. Sex without the potential of life and babies. I mean, that's what the world does. The world takes sex, it distorts, it takes the good gift of God and it makes it very ugly. It takes something that God uses for blessing one another mutually and and is supposed to be sacred in a sense. And the world takes and twists it, turns it into animalistic behavior. It takes the image of God in a human being and it turns them into a simple beast. That's what the world does with sexuality, human sexuality. And so I think it's important to talk about sex in a righteous way, to talk about marriage and sex in a righteous kind of way. If we don't talk about it, someone else is. And so the question is, do you want to be part of the discussion? And of course, we have to always temper that with a discussion around like a holy, like speech, those sorts of things. But Stephen, talk to us more about that. If if we don't talk about it, they will.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, you know, uh, recently we, we, we posted this video for the discussion um, of, uh, I forget the, the host's name, but this late night show, I forget. It's on HBO. Um, but the guy talked, he did like a whole 20-minute segment on sex education in the U.S. Um, John Oliver? Yeah, and, uh, Last Week Tonight yeah, with John so, Oliver. Yep, that is him. Yep. And um, I don't know if y'all saw it, but it was... It was really good to watch um, because there was a lot of redeemable points and there was a lot of unredeemable points that needed to be pointed out. Um, yeah, he I mean, just did he a segment the on the fact t- that a lot of the. Well, um, you got on this.
0: Yeah, I was just saying he just did a segment on televangelists. A lot of times he brings out some good points, and then but, um, but a lot of times you got to filter that through a Christian worldview. But
1: yeah, exactly. So this was no different. Like he brought up some really good points. Like he pointed out that um, you know well. You know, some of the major things were like the idea that no parent really wants to talk about sex with their kids, which I believe is is something we should strongly disagree with. Um, I think that uh, I mean, he, he phrases it in a way that sounds like crazy, like who wants to be homeschooled on sex? Um, but but essentially that's what we should be doing as parents. We need to be teaching our kids about sex before the world gets to them. Um, and, you know, I think progressively over time revealing to them what they can handle at their age range um and then also just the idea of um a lot of the the people who come into schools to teach about abstinence the way that they talk about sex before marriage is a very condemning way of teaching it so a lot of the kids go into their marriages traumatized and still kind of feeling like marriage is this like sex is this bad thing or this filthy thing or they're not good enough for their husband or they're not good enough for their wife because they've had so many partners before instead of seeing it through the lens of the gospel which says you can be forgiven and that you know through through practically working out the gospel you can work through those issues and still have an amazing marriage and have amazing sex in your marriage. so I think I think we you know like I said we had to talk about it, but I think when you leave it to the world to talk about it, um, or you have Christians who are talking about it the wrong way, like I would think these uh, a lot of these abstinence cats that come into schools, um, not a lot of them, but at least the ones that he made examples of, like if they're teaching it that way, like kids are going to get the wrong idea about sex because they're not getting the positive side about it that the Bible teaches. They're only getting the negative side because they're on the other side of the of the ring. Um, but yeah. also like you don't want the world teaching it because, you know, you can't you can't drive on the highway without seeing a billboard without, um, you know, you can't turn on the TV without seeing certain stuff. You can't turn on the radio without hearing certain stuff. So like, you know, we have to be proactive in making sure that our kids are, are you know, well, you know, that they, that they understand well enough and they hear repetitively enough to know this is okay, this is not okay. The world's gonna tell you this, they're wrong. Um, You know, and even I would say for us as married couples to model to our kids what a good marriage looks like. um, So that they have have the kind of perspective on marriage that makes them say, I wanna get married when I get older and I wanna have the kind of marriage that my parents had. Um, And I think all those things, you know, all those things model for your kids, um, good sex education and a biblical worldview about sex and marriage.
4: Yeah, like a stereotype of the uh, abstinence. Come in, and just show a bunch of nasty pictures of STDs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. yep. Uh, show a bunch of videos of how awful it is to be a single parent. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, there's definitely that's like the only the negative side of it. There's a lot more to it. I mean, God made male, God made female, and He made them to fit together. And He put the first two pair together, and then He told them do some stuff. So he's mm-hmm. cool. He's more than cool with it. Uh, you yep. might say Christians are the only people on earth commanded to have sex. Yeah,
1: <laughs> in yeah. the right context, yeah, of course.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was just gonna say I appreciate this discussion. I mean, all three of us right here are all pastors, and I know Jeff can speak to this. I don't know about vocab at his church, but I mean, this is like, like sexual issues are like one of the most things we counsel. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I know when I when we first started. You know, pastor in the church and stuff. It was like I, I was kind of blown away, like uh, by how many people are really affected by it, and um, nobody, nobody really knows. I don't think, ex- except for pastors, like how many people really truly are affected by these by these issues. Um, right. And so, I just wanted to say something else real quick too, because you're talking about uh, how God created us to fit together and stuff, male and female. Mm-hmm. So. Something cool happened right before the show. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to my boy uh, John Pricer who owns Disciple Tattoo in uh in the ABQ in Albuquerque. So if you're ever in Albuquerque, go see my boy John Pricer. But I just got I got I got a for those on periscope uh, he uh, he just he tattooed uh, the real Harmony logo on my arm <laughs> before the show
2: in the studio. So I just had to get that out. Shout out, John! Thanks, Shout brother. Shout out to John. Doesn't he play Apologia Radio in the shop? Yeah, in the shop while he's doing yeah. his thing. Yeah, they have like they have uh, they have Bible studies and stuff like that in
3: the shop. So nice. Look oh, at that painful Kev's face. has got a picture. Actually, it wasn't too bad at all. This one nice. wasn't too bad. Yeah. Oh. What
4: did Marcus say? Now you're uh, permanently
3: a bigot. Uh, yeah, bigot for, life. Yeah, bigot for big, life. Bigot for life. Is yeah. that like a gang? BFL, yeah.
4: y'all. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. BFL.
3: <But laughs> what? What? for you don't know what we're talking about. So we, we did when the whole like equal sign came out, <laughs> the whole equal sign thing came out. You know, for marriage equality, or whatever. We kind of we uh, we designed a logo to respond to that. So it's a, you know it's a, to represent true biblical harmonious marriage. So that's what we're talking
4: about. Yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, if we're talking about bigger for life. It's yeah. like it's not like a, a, a white supremacist <laughs> right. hat or anything right. like that. That's on his other shoulder. That's my other shoulder.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All Heart, right. Got to parse it out.
2: All right. Hey, uh, so Vocab was kind of chomping at the bit to talk about Thundercats. Woo! Woo! Why are we, talk- oh, why are we talking about Thundercats?
4: Well, because I'm going to play this music. Go for it. Nah, but what's up is uh, we just we're saying how there's a little bit of nerd stuff to talk about. Yep. And we real briefly in the pre-show banter mentioned Thundercats, Stephen the Levite kind of went off. And so I played this little hip-hop track, kind of tight. Kind of nice. Yes. Are you going to freestyle some
0: Thundercats (laughs) You us
4: vocab? I kind of just want to hear Stephen the Levite's piece on the Thundercats 2011 joint that came out on Cartoon Network. Because he even said there's stuff in there you could play before sermon. Wow. Wow. I mean, we've been talking about marriage, but, yo, man, can you kind of switch it up a little bit, Steven, and talk about uh, anthropomorphized feline uh, creatures for a second?
1: Yo, man. Look, first of all, man, I was so angry when I realized that that the series was over. I mean, I mean, I was mad when um, there was another show that was dope that the same thing happened to, um... Uh, Justice League or uh, Young Justice. Young Justice got shut down too. Oh, and I yeah. was mad. Cause I was like, yo, this Joe was getting great. And it just ended. It was like the third season or something like that. Um, but but Thundercats was dope. Like, cause you had le- like Um Lionel was like he was young. It was the beginning. He had just like become king, like and kind of, you know, in a way that he wasn't excited about because his right. fat his dad de- his dad got murked. So he was like learning all these like kingdom principles, right, right. And I and I and I use that term intentionally because he was learning a lot of ideas that you could apply to the kingdom of God, um, like you know because he was the king now, and like he he was like young, he was still very immature, and he had to learn a lot of things like the hard way, like you know through trials and like doing stupid stuff and fighting over Chitara with his brother and. All that kind of stuff, he like learned these like very valuable, like maturity kingdom valued type of lessons that I was just like, yo, this is great. I hope my, my son is catching all this. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it was like some really good stuff. Like like one one example that I'll use is um uh there was this part where like he had died or something like that. He had gone to this other world or something and he he had to go through these these series of tests um to prove that he was worth being alive or whatever so he could rule over his people and um you know in this version um uh Pan- panthro was like older than him he was like the age of his father yeah and um he there's this part where he's like all right all you have to do and panthro is is kind of leading this he's like all you have to do is get me out of the circle so Panthro's standing in a circle and he's standing in a circle and obviously panthro is like way bigger than him he's way stronger You know lionel is still young he's not cut like he was in the first version of the cartoon (laughs) and um you know so he's like you know how do i get this dude out and he's trying to like fight him and stuff and push him out the ring and um you know and then eventually at some point it clicks for him because panthro says something dope he he realizes like all i need to do to get him out is tell him to get out because the biggest strength that i have here is my authority not my not my physical strength not all that stuff, it's, it's my authority So all he does so all he does is tell him like get out of the circle and he says as you wish and he backs out because and that's how he his lesson is the, lesson.
4: the Lord just, of the Thundercats as his title.
1: yeah it's crazy yeah the Lord of the Thundercats so like so just like I said, just a lot of dope principles that you can take from that like yo, know, like our, our authority is in the kingdom like not in our abilities not in our power, not in our skills, not in our ability to rap, not because we're so smart but in the authority of the kingdom itself and so i don't know just like i said a lot of great redeemable stuff in the cartoon series and now it's gone
4: but having the eye of thundera in the hilt of your sword does help you know (laughs) oh yeah give me sight beyond sight (laughs) hey you guys hear uh, when uh lion o temporarily got a job as uh, a weatherman on a local news show he got fired real quick because every time they're like, hey, Lionel, give us the weather report. He's always like, thunder, thunder, thunder. That's all he would say. Wow. You hear about that?
3: Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, I missed, yeah, yeah, I yeah. missed that. <laughs> this, wow. uh, this discussion, though, of kings and kingdoms, uh-huh. Uh huh. I got to tell a, a proud daddy moment. Yeah. So last night we were watching the first Thor movie yeah. on TV. Ugh. And I hate Thor. Yo, the dude oh, who's wow. writing
4: that third Thor movie coming out is also going to write a new He-Man Masters of the Universe movie oh, they're nice. going to drop on Sony, but go ahead. It's the one thing I can't what? get
2: behind, man. Thor is a superhero. Wow, I like Thor. He's not a superhero, bro. He's a god. Anyways. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a, <laughs> okay, it's a, yeah. it's a pagan god. Like, so, so,
3: so listen, so here's what I'm going to say. So it was the point in the, in the film where um, Loki, like this, his dad dies, so Loki becomes king. And all of Thor's friends are in there, and Loki says, bow before your king. So my my four-year-old, almost five-year-old, says, uh, Daddy, uh, only Jesus is king. He's Woo! just pretending.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> what, what
3: about King Ginger, though? No, yes. uh, nope. He
4: thought him <laughs> out as a pretender to the throne. Yeah, <laughs> that's Yo, awesome. ha- ha. yeah that was awesome. That's, was. Real,
2: that's teaching your kids yeah. to filter this stuff through a biblical worldview. On the
4: real, pick up that Thundercats 2011 joint. Cartoon <laughs> Network, it was tight, and uh, I'm the, I'm the a lot real. of people slept hey, on I'm it. On the real, hey Stephen, where that's, can
1: people get your stuff? That's man? hard.
3: That's hard. Yeah. Where
1: can we uh, find uh, out Landmode, more? Go to lampmode.com uh, backslash dot uh, backslash store. If um if you can't find the button that says store, um or you know if you like iTunes, get it on iTunes. If you like uh, Google Play, get it on the Google Play Store. And the Periscopes. Um, periscope you can find us well my periscope is the whistleblower whistleblower um, that's d-a whistleblower um, that's my usual thing for all yeah. social media the whistleblower um but if you want to catch me and my wife talking about sex and marriage it's our sexual healing or our sexual healing without the g <laughs> if it's on periscope or twitter right on yep. hey man and also and so you
2: guys if you're looking him up it's steven the Levite. that's steven ph steven yep. yeah
3: step hen thank you
2: yeah and uh guys pick him up he is one of my favorites i love him can i ask you real quick why you chose that name as your hip-hop
3: moniker
1: you know, it's actually interesting at the time i had fallen in love with the with the character not the character we always say character like they're fictional people but Um, With the dude Stephen in Acts chapter seven. Yeah. And um, I was just like, that's that's who I want to be as a Christian. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I identified with him in a lot of ways. Like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't like a pastor necessarily. He was just a deacon. He was just serving tables. But the dude knew his theology. He could go off for a whole 72 verses about like history and theology and stuff like that and he was really christ-like and he got stoned for it so I, I i wanted to be like that and um so that's where that part came from and then the levite came from my studies of music and seeing that only the levites were allowed to do music in the temple at mm. the time that was kind of my way of saying like you know i'm called to do music so yeah right on. Um,
2: that's cool yeah i always wondered that's awesome
4: glad you got that in i be glad you up. asked that yeah. he had a line that was like I rock out like Steven, something like that. I'd be messed up. <laughs> you
2: know <what> I'm saying. <laughs> um. All right, Steven, man, you blessed us, dude. We look forward to maybe having you on in the future, dude. And pray that God blesses oh. your 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 work, you as an artist, your family, your uh, upcoming church plan, all that stuff. We just pray God's blessings upon you and everything you're doing, man. You bless my life.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Marriage Ministries. Holla at me. Um, thanks, for, you know, thanks for everything, guys. Appreciate it.
3: For sure, man. Thanks, brother. <laughs> right on, guys.
1: <laughs> All right, All y'all.
2: Right, ApologiaRadio.com. What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at apologiaradio.com. Want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to Whitfield.edu. Whitfield.edu. W H I T E F I E L D. edu. I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College and they they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond. I, I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes, the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at Whitfield.edu. Get a hold of our friend, Dr. Kenneth Talbot, and start your classes today. Apologiarradio.com You are far smarter than you can ever imagine. There is no obstacle that you cannot overcome,
3: no problem that you cannot solve, and no goal that you cannot achieve if you're
4: in the room, zoom in, focus, Jesus the Christ, the freshest Go opus, controls the glow from snow to locust, made it all, hold supernovas, in his hand, his plan is grand, he's a great I am, he is a God man, he's a captain of salvation, the event, event, he'll do it again, he's smashing on sand, making enemies friends, he's slaying the grave like Blau Mac 10, conquering death with the resurrection, he's been descended, but coming again Cause the rock don't stop The rock that don't roll Blessed be he He rocked my soul Rose of Sharon On the third day rose. Lying a Judah Won't lie No, no Go with the palm Leave raising Wave he's worthy So praise he saves Yahweh His people from sin Make him born again The Lord was scorned By violent men With violence the silent It was atonement Like a Shia LPCD or MP3 So praise the Lord Oh for the empty tree ha! <laughs> That's awesome.
3: That was great, dude. Only on Apology of Radio. That was one of your best, man. You, weren't, you wouldn't even have enough time to do that on your show. I hardly <laughs> ever get to wrap up my Band. own show. <laughs> that, was,
2: that was half of his show. That was <laughs> half of his show right there. Now tell them where they can go to find your stuff and you are done.
4: Vocabmalone.com uh, and uh, some of the stuff from the uh, church website, uh, RooseveltChurch.org.
2: Uh, There's some stuff on there. Thank you for joining us on The Urban Theologian uh, this week. <laughs> UrbanTheologianRadio.com. <laughs> 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 oh yeah Okay So uh, let's talk about some stuff uh, We have a glory line y'all That's a line you guys can call 909 glory 909 glory do you have your own phone line for urban
3: the, urban theologian call the church phone and uh
2: <laughs> leave a message about the show
3: we've we've tried that the before. church secretary picks up hello i think we called the church once before
2: we did we? call the church yeah, once. you guys gotta
4: replay that someday yeah we should play Mortimer. that
2: yeah the the yeah. Call, prank calling uh vermone we call them vermin uh that's actually when we first started apologia radio yeah yeah you know what's funny is now as of today Mortimer has a face. He does. Yeah, we're going to have some neat stuff with Mortimer um, mm-hmm. you actually be able to watch. All right, so um, we have a glory line. You guys can call. You guys can leave uh, questions, encouragement, those sorts of things, and uh, we'll possibly put it on Apologia Radio. So 909-65-Glory, leave your questions, and uh, we'll try and play them. So we have some more, and uh, we're going to go ahead and play those now. So this is a glory line. Uh, there's some new ones, and uh, we have vocab in today, which uh, that's good. So help us with uh, maybe some answers to your questions. Here we go. <laughs>
4: Hey guys, my name is David. I'm from Virginia. Friends with Marcus
1: Pittman. Hey, Virginia's for lovers. Of the seeker sensitive movement and what is the biblical response to it? I came from a church. I was there for 10 years and then left. But I wondered what your thoughts were. Thanks. Bye.
2: Our thoughts on the seeker sensitive movement. That's basically the question, right? He's
0: got a great story, actually. He was in uh, pretty much the leadership team of one of the major secret sensitive churches wow. uh for about 10 years wow and uh his wife got pregnant and the music was so loud it was unsafe for her baby what <laughs> oh my and goodness so they had to find another ch- church wow so yeah nice. he, he was actually pretty solid most of that time and he was realizing he was losing more battles than he was winning wow and so he just gave up and came to our church and Mm. Me and him became really good friends. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. What well, do we think about the seeker-sensitive movement, Well, yet? okay, if I could just maybe just start, you guys just jump in whenever you please. Um, when I think about this, um, at the very bottom, you ask the question, a seeker-sensitive church. Well, the truth is, is Romans chapter 3, there is none who seeks for God. There are no God-seekers. Nobody's seeking God. Now, you might say, well, there are people who believe in God. I believe in God, I trust in Christ, and I see God daily. So what do you mean there's no one who seeks for God? That has to do with us in our unbelieving state, in our fallen state. If we're in Adam and not in Christ, if we're in the fallen part of humanity and not in the redeemed part of humanity, then there is nothing in us pursuing God, trusting in God, uh Asking for God, looking for God, Um, we're just not doing it because we're at war with God. There is no neutrality, no neutral position for anybody, like somebody seeking for God. They just don't know. Romans 1 says they do know, we all know, but the problem is an act of suppression of the truth of God. Romans chapter 1, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress, they are suppressing the truth of God. They exchange God for idols. They exchange the truth of God for a lie. Their thoughts become futile. They are fools. And so there are no God-seekers apart from God drawing someone to him. So Jesus' famous passage, go read it, John 6 and John 10. In John 6, he teaches that all that the Father has given to me will come to me, and when it comes to me, I will never cast out. So Jesus has been given people by the Father, and Jesus says he will never cast them out. He says in John 6, 44, no man can come to me. No man is able to come to me unless what? The Father who sent me draws him, so God has to draw. But Jesus says and I will raise him up. He raises up the one the Father draws. So how does anybody seek for God? Period. The Father draws them. But the only people... Oh, sorry. The only ones who are raised up are those who are drawn. They all come together. So in other words... God is the sovereign over salvation and the drawing of people, and they're seeking for Him. God grants repentance and faith, 2 Timothy 2, 24-26. God gives to us the gift of faith, Philippians 1, 29, Ephesians 2, 8-9. These are gifts of God, repentance and faith. So when people do repent and believe, it's because God has drawn them and granted to them those gifts. He's given them eyes to see a new heart. So that's foundationally true. So, just the last thing I'll say on this, is that church is not structured and built around the unbeliever you're trying to draw to Christ. Evangelism should be taking place outside of the context of the local church. The local church is about the local church, is about the assembly, that comes to God because of his salvation with bold and confident access because of what God has done. But listen, worship is about God, not evangelism in a local congregation. Are we, are we preaching the gospel in a local congregation? Yeah. Are we calling people to repentance and faith? Yeah. Are we trying to find out who the weeds are in the congregation? Yeah. That's, yeah, we're preaching the gospel. But listen, that process happens within the local body context Not as the primary thing. Like, this is about evangelism in the church. The fact of the matter is, if unbelievers come to church, we'll take them. And we'll call them apprentices of faith. Mm -hmm. But That's not what the church is about. It's about worship. God tells us how to worship. We don't get to just invent worship. And we all may have inconsistencies here. We all may have failings in the issue of worship. But primarily, we need to focus on the goal being the glory of God in that worship service and the fact that God tells us how to worship. There's no such thing as someone who seeks for God Outside of God drawing them for salvation There's no such thing And church is not about the unbeliever among us Church is about the believers in the assembly Worshipping God as he commands us to worship him
4: Quick tag on Seems as if the first focus of Christ's church Is the head of the church, Christ mm. But then you see scriptural instructions And admonitions by Paul to congregations Such as in Colossae To encourage each other and lift each other up through prayer and, and songs and things we say and do for each other. And then there's this third, but it is third, consideration for the gathered elect, which are outsiders, but listen to what scripture says about them. So this is in the context of orderly worship in 1 Corinthians 14. And Paul was like talking about tongues and all this. So bypassing that discussion, listen to the principle behind it. And this is what Paul says unbelievers should feel and experience when they come in our worship. Listen to this, starting with verse 23. If therefore the whole church comes together and all speak in tongues and outsiders or unbelievers enter, will they not say that you are out of your mind? So there's a consideration to their, what they'll think, but listen, hold on, listen to this, because this is kind of against the seeker-sensitive model is the point. But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or outsider enters, he is convicted by all, he is called to account by all, the secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. Boom.
3: That's good stuff right yeah. there. Wow. I was just gonna say that I learned wow. what pragmatism is when, when these secret sensitive churches got real big. Right. Um, you know, so pragmatism being and justifies the means. And so that's what a lot of these churches do is they, you know, make make it real friendly. The, the means being real friendly to the outsiders and then they try to justify that at the end by saying well they came to church you know and so um, I literally that's when I learned the definition of pragmatism uh, was it was in this discussion mm-hmm. so that's not what we want to do we don't want to justify the ends by the means
0: can I make the distinction though that just because a church has like a worship band with a guitar and like right. drums or that the, wor- the church itself is culturally relevant that doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. seeker sensitive. Right, right. Because a lot of times people see like a church that has, you know, modern music, modern worship, and they're like, oh, they're just trying to, you know, appeal to the lost. Right. Like, or right. something where like, you, you know, like yep. you guys have tattoos and ear gauges. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that doesn't necessarily mean that the church itself is like right. going out of its way to reach.
2: Yeah, okay because because, because the mindset of the people like for us in particular when we use modern instruments I do see that in my own heart as a minister of the gospel that like God has given us these good gifts and artists with skill that He has He has given them, and we should constantly be using what God has given to us to the glory of God. So the modern instruments, I think, is a way that we can actually do worship better. That's how. That's right. where my heart is. That's right. So so it's not a matter of saying I'm going to take the world's tools so that they can this mm. can appeal to them. I see it as God has given us gifts and talents and skills and in these musical instruments, we should make those. Shout praises to God. Yeah, I, th- I think well. there's this
0: false mentality that that uh worship has to be awful.
2: Yeah. So
0: that it's
2: only the spirit that's right. moving you. Yeah. Right. And it's like,
0: no, God gave you those gifts yes. to help right. in yeah. worship. He gave you emotions to aid you in worship, and yeah. music. Yeah. Does aid the emotions? That's because that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And so, like, there's that balance that we always have to keep track of, and you know. You know, like I, I'm a big supporter of the regulative principle, but yes. that gives you a lot of freedom, I think, yeah. that, uh, you know, it's just like the law gives freedom. Yes. And so I, I you know, yeah. So there's that distinction Agreed. that needs to be made.
2: Very good. What else we got on the well, line? Well, man? Just, just real fast, last thing I'll say it's uh, if if we build a worship service for entertainment and to be something that's satisfying to the soul of the unbeliever, that they just, they just like going to a rock concert and it's yeah. just all about sort that's of their a good feelings. Way to put it. If, if, if you do that, then then the people among you, you may have 5,000, but you're going to have 5,000 ultimate go- goats. You've got unbelievers in your church that don't really know the gospel. They're not being confronted over their sin, and they're just being entertained. And watch this. Here's the interesting thing. As soon as you uh, step on their toes or... You stop entertaining them, they're gone. And uh, one of the things Dr. White says often is a lot of these megachurches that are seeker-sensitive churches that do these sorts of things, the moment persecution arises, these places become mausoleums. Mm. They, 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 because those aren't real Christians many times. If you're just trying to entertain people, then they're coming for the entertainment. As soon as they stop liking your film or your music or whatever, they go and they seek Solace elsewhere. Right, um, right. And so that's the point. It's about the gospel, it's about the worship of God, the glory of God. That's what the church is about. Unbelievers come in. Yes, they do. Praise God for that and call them to faith. But the church itself is about God. It's all about yeah. God. And here's the thing unbelievers, if they come into your church and you're worshiping God right according to what he says, they're not going to stick around unless right. they're converted. So, True. yeah, people come in that are unbelievers and they sit among us. But the truth is, if you're doing it right, they don't hang out unless, of course, they're converted. So that means just think about that. Seeker sensitive? Well, I want to be sensitive to those who come in or not in Christ yet, but I'm not going to build the worship service around their personal preferences. Next, Glory Line. Here we go.
1: Hey, guys. My name is Kobe Tomlinson. I live in southern
4: Georgia. Really thankful for your guys' ministry. Uh, It has influenced my life and my ministry in a variety of ways, including... Just really bringing to my mind and in my heart a burden to proclaim the reign and lordship of Christ more boldly in my preaching. And thanks for your ministry. Love listening to, to everything you guys
2: put out. Thanks. Wow. Thanks, brother. What's up, awesome. man? Thanks, brother. That's awesome. Praise God. That's good. Also,
4: yeah. listen to Urban Theologian Radio because <laughs> it will also help your preaching
3: and uh, and they'll do show in a much shorter time. That
0: is the, that you is the most shameless plug me, I've ever heard Let me of. say
3: this. Urban Theologian Radio compared to Apologia Radio is like very seeker sensitive because I can guarantee you, you go to seeker sensitive church, you won't hear a sermon more than 25 minutes long.
1: Ooh, so, yeah. So he's
3: following the model. But you
4: will, but you will hear a lot of needless, pointless banter at the beginning of the <laughs> service. So there's that. There's, oh, no.
2: All right. Oh, okay. All right.
1: Touche. Last time
0: on the show. <laughs> touche. Touche.
1: Here we go. This is Richie from the Bronx, New York. What does it mean to be reformed? Thank you. God
2: bless. Presbyterian.
1: What does, it, what
2: does it mean to be Reformed? It, it means to be Presbyterian. It means to be Presbyterian? That's right. You yeah, what it means? So, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, to baptized babies. <laughs> this is actually
4: a really controversial question. When it you is. Talk to a <laughs> it's a big one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, let's, let's try to take a stab at it. Okay, so the basic parts and pieces when people talk today about Reformed, like uh, a lot of what they aim at, at least to begin with, despite the other discussions that happen, at least to begin with, we're talking about the the pillars of the Reformation, the five solas, sola scriptura, scripture alone is the only infallible rule of faith and practice, Sola Christus, Christ alone is where salvation is found, sola gratia, sola fide, we're saved by grace alone through faith alone, and soli Deo gloria, which is, it's all to the glory of God alone, which, by the way, leads to a next point of Reformed Theology, and that is an, an absolute commitment to the complete and total sovereignty of God in all things. And so the, you have the sovereignty of God as a foundational point of reform thinking. You also have uh, the doctrines of grace, and that would be TULIP total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and perseverance of the saints. There's also an, an, a, an aspect of reform thinking many times uh, that is, and this is where big debates come in, it's covenantal in its thinking. Um, and so you do have Presbyterians, a covenantal. You have Reformed Baptists, covenantal. Presbyterians, nah, I'm to try to argue with that, of course. Nah, there's nah, a big discussion. You're, now. you're, you're very much outnumbered by Covenantal in,
3: right in air quotes. Yes, yeah. See, it's happening. It's happening. I'll turn it over to vocab. What there's, do you want to say to that? There's also the biblical in air quotes. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's in air
3: quotes. Baptist.
4: That's
0: right.
3: That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, being Reformed Baptist is
4: good because you get all of the covenant without. Any all of the, the people. No, all the covenant without any of the paedobaptism. baptism. Yeah. So, you know, there's that.
0: Just kick your kids out of church. It's cool. It's uh, cool.
4: We, oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> in the old covenant, it was only males, so I don't know. Oh, uh, you know. Oh, oh. Okay, okay. Okay. Here no, we go. But Reformed it has to do with the doctrines that came out of Reformation, and it's a historical movement, and there's a lot of people associated with it and the closer we're aligned to scripture we're closer aligned to the project that the reformers were trying to accomplish because one of the cries of the reformation was ad fontes back to the sources so really the reformation is the church trying to do this course trajectory change to say let's get rid of the cultural accurations that it built on mainly because of rome and instead see what scripture is actually saying about these topics and so Reformed people were people who have a high view of Scripture, and that's really how most of us probably in this room became Reformed. It started with a high view of
2: Scripture first, and the other stuff just mm-hmm. fell into place. Yes. Yep. yep, yep, yep. So um, think of Reformed theology in terms of the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. Think of Reformed theology in terms of the Scriptures as the final word and ultimate foundation. Uh, think about um, Reformed theology um, in the sense of um, it 's a back to the Bible movement i mean that 's really what it is it 's the, the Bible for all of life it 's the god 's word as a standard. So what it means is that like pastors are under the authority of scripture um, everyone 's under the authority of scripture there 's no like secondary like tradition that runs alongside the Bible as supreme over it. Um, we love uh, biblical traditions, but we would say the tradition is not running alongside the Bible as a secondary standard. The Bible is ultimate. The Bible is supreme. And think about Reformed theology in terms of salvation all and completely only to the glory of God, and that God is the perfecter of it, and he, he is the one that starts it, he, he is the initiator of it, and he is the one that completes it. It's God, 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 God. It's, it's theocentric and not man centered. So it's about God. It's not about us. And after you think about those things, it's okay to transition a little bit and
4: think about large beards, large men, <laughs> large cigars, big leather bound books, mm, reading this, them, talking them, libraries, drinking,
3: the smell of mahogany, <laughs> shooting, <laughs> sitting, hatting. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I, I'll just add either God is completely sovereign. Or he's not sovereign at all. There's no in between. There's no kind of partially, sort of sovereign. He is or he isn't. Yep, 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 yep. All right, next one, Gloryline.
1: Brackenridge from Davidson Michigan, and what? I just want to call and quick message
3: thank on. you guys. Just can... I hmm? actually, I actually lived in Davison, Michigan, until I was seven years old.
2: Oh what? What?
3: That's amazing. Nice, awesome. That's yeah. good. Better than. Uh, by the way. Quick, it is better th- quick than thing,
2: Flint. last last week we, t- we had the whole discussion about Missouri yeah. and restaurant. Yeah. Well, we got hit up by somebody who's from Missouri, correct? and they said it is Missouri, and it is restaurant. Wow. Yeah. That's so right. Missouri is different. <laughs> so, like, you know, you you know all the Indiana and Michigan, but if you just go a yeah. state over, just a state over, and you're talking, you're speaking a different yeah, language, different. and if you go lower, you're in Kentucky, and then it's not even English anymore. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same, same,
4: with,
3: same with Southern Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Southern Ohio is the same way. You're teaching
4: on pulse millennialism and the victory of the kingdom of God in history has really changed my life. It's, I ch- it's changed the way I parent, the way I preach, the way I read the scriptures. I can't open the Bible now without seeing hope. And I just wanted to call and thank you and they keep up the good work. And give God the glory for your ministry.
2: Thank you so much for that encouragement. That um, that blesses us. And those sorts of things are one uh, God uses to keep fire underneath our feet. Um, you know, when you are in ministry um, there are times of great struggle and difficulty and so ministry is filled with you know sometimes the darkest things of life you 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 have to meet people in their toughest places and and it's tough and I gotta tell you that God uses uh, your encouragement many many times uh, to keep fire underneath our feet and to keep us moving forward and um, he, he just he shows us constantly his faithfulness And hearing about God using the ministry of Apologia Church through Apologia Radio, hearing about God using it in your life is a a big blessing to us. So I want to let you guys know that means a lot to us. So praise God. Thank you for sharing it. And if you want to share some more, go and call 909-65-Glory. Glory! Glory! Glory. And here's the thing. If you want to participate with us in ministry, be part of what we're doing. And if you want to get more Apologia Radio and Apologia Studios content, Apologia TV, Apologia After Show, Apologia On The Couch, Apologia Academy, and all the stuff we're doing... You can do so by going to ApologiaRadio.com And you get the all access I think people should sign up for that What do you I think? I think they should And it's just uh, It's a donation seven ninety five a month What do you and think Vocab?
4: People sign up for that? I think they should And I can't wait for the day When you have an all nerd geek show as well. Cause you guys are expanding content, right? Yeah. Yes. And you have plans in the woodworks to make like a reformed approach to nerd stuff, like a like a whole show, right? That's what I, think, I think did Mocap
0: just invited did. himself I into Apologia Studios no. and he's I i didn't welcome. say I was the guy, but no, hey you,
2: you are the only You guy. are the guy. You yeah, are dude. the guy. No, you are the guy. <laughs> this this looks no like older. a job for it. Yeah this looks like a job for. It.
0: I feel like that oh, ha- I feel alone. like this has to happen now because people are gonna be like When's it gonna happen? Yeah, When's gonna have? Gonna, it gonna happen? Now be be they're very gonna demand cool. it. So, yeah. so vocab, uh, let's talk after the words.
3: Yeah. My bad. So, hey. Okay, my bad. I was thinking for your show with the Bob Father and stuff. Yeah. Shouldn't you really be called like sort of urban theologian radio? Sort of urban. Sort of urban. Yeah, you know, it's funny
4: because uh, Bob actually grew up like right around Phoenix uh, College, 15th Avenue, and Thomas, all that. So, he really is like. He's actually from more urban, Con- urban
3: than Vermont Vermont even
4: though he's born in Brooklyn. He grew up kind of in a New Jersey suburb. Mr. Princeton, right? Well, yeah, he went to Princeton. But, I mean, you know, hey, who wouldn't if he could go, right? I mean, the dude ran track and actually set a lot of Princetonian records. Really? Yeah, they used to call him (laughs) the Haitian Sensation. (laughs) And his other nickname, which he still talks about, so I think he thinks it's a good nickname, is the verminator oh nice so that's awesome so he was a pretty fast guy he's some of his records are actually unbroken oh uh but uh yeah i don't know uh yeah it's uh urban i wanted to call it street apologist but they're like well we don't just do apologetics and it's not just about streets okay Oh,
2: yeah, right, so right, right on urban theologian it's
0: all good it's okay it's cool, dude i like the thought you put in your name man yeah well, thank you, you did not want a niche you know yeah, yeah. that's thank good you. thank you very much
2: all right y'all so go get signed up All Access. uh, Hey, Jeff, what
0: are we doing for All Access members really soon? We're going to start
2: filming in the next two weeks. Yeah, we are going to be doing the first All Access Apology Academy on Mormonism, and uh, Marcus and I are going to start shooting that uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks, and uh, we're going to put it up. We're going to get you all kinds of really um, solid uh, resources. So it's not just going to be just a session. It's going to be the sessions, probably plural, and it'll also be content, so to be like, these are your recommended readings, here's some free resources, some debates you need to watch, you know, here, and we're just going to sort of like lay it all out, so you will get like an entire course on how to reach Mormons, the history of Mormonism, Mormon theology, how do we actually approach them with scripture, plus we're going to point you to all kinds of really important stuff you need to see and listen to, so I hope that after, you, after you've really kind of gone through this content, you are prepared to reach people who are... Mormons, and then you're actually also able to equip other Christians on how to reach them. So that's the whole goal: is to give you this sort of, sort of full orbed picture of Mormonism, and to get you ready. So I'm excited, and I'm going to be doing things in this that I've never done before. So um, uh, teaching on things that I haven't really gone into a lot, just because it's a it's a whole session, you know, that is is aimed at giving giving you a full orb picture of Mormonism and how to reach them. Maybe we can have
3: uh, Vocab do an Apology Academy on how to be dope and Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Dope 101. That seems like incredibly undope to even
4: say that in (laughs) the title. To even suggest it. (laughs) But hey, you know.
2: All right, guys. So ApologyRadio.com is where you get us. I encourage you guys to do something for us. Share an episode with your friends, family brosifs. Let everyone know. And uh, share your favorite. Um, one of the favorites is somewhere deep in the past. It's uh, with Sytten Kate, and myself uh, debating a local atheist on the show. It actually turned into like uh, the the like two hours plus, like an extra. Hour bonus kind of a thing because well, it was uh, like
3: eight urban theologians.
2: It was, it was like probably like 20 <laughs> urban, theologians, <laughs> not <broadcasts>. not urban <laughs> theologians. Um, that has like over 300,000 downloads. Uh, I think it'll really uh, bless you and encourage you. So maybe, maybe check that out. I think it's called Answering the Full What's I 10 and Kate. Um, that is Vocab Malone. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> <laughs> That's Luke the Bear. Peace out, y'all. That's Marcus Pittman. What's up, man? King Ginger. This is the first show we've done now without Joy. She's gone for a couple months, yeah. And it was okay. Yeah, we'll, it, went, we'll, it went okay. We'll make it. Yeah, we'll be all right. I don't know if our listeners will survive. That's but right. We'll be. I'm the ninja. And uh, you get us at ApologyRadio.com. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Turn that beat up. We'll fade out on rapping.
4: Christ to get you open like a pickled jaw. No matter who you are, out, a big old star. When I see them in a cipher needing CPR, I record my breath and wax with the CDR. With the truth for the youth, like the CMR. Just keep the cross moving like a CAR. You're why you wanna spar with a guard in charge when he's harder than a shard from an iron bar. Leading Zion's charge with a flying squad. Angels in the heaven, hear the lion roar. He's in the line of Judah, not a Rastafi. Oh, a Buddha boy, my high, my booyah, booyah,
0: Ah. Oh.